0: Bragging rights and huge cash prizes are up for grabs this weekend and all season long at DraftKings, the leader in one-week fantasy sports. And this week, you can enter a contest for free with your first deposit. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, pass, catch means more with DraftKings. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes. DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars to winners since 2012, so they know a thing or two about cold, hard cash. Download the DraftKings app now. New users, enter code BMF during sign-up. in a contest for free this weekend with your first deposit to compete for your share of cash prizes. That's code BMF only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum five dollars deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Jim Cramer dominates Wall Street. And now he's teaming up with Bill Inright to help you
1: dominate fantasy football. This is Bull Market Fantasy, presented by DraftKings. What's up and welcome inside the Bull Market Fantasy podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Corey Pawson, the fantasy executive, Frankie Fatstack's and bull market bill ready to get on the trading room floor talk some fantasy football before we get started let's do the proper introductions bill what's going on with you my man
0: oh Corey, i can't believe it's week seven already we we spend all off season worrying about the season gotta get here the season's gotta get here and then when it gets here it just
1: goes by so quickly the season is flying by but frankie we coming off of uh, i know we had some good sundays this past weekend how you doing my man
2: I'm not doing too bad. Looking forward to the World Series tonight. We know that uh, all SI Pro members uh, already got a Vegas Christmas play on game two. So looking forward to that. But, you know, on top of everything right now, I mean, the NFL's been great. We know we had another great winning night on Monday night going 2-0. and And fantasy is, it, you know, it's it's holding its own. Some of the numbers are really starting to, to you know, take shape. And, and now comes into the crunch time. Now comes into the time, the difficult times after having six weeks of data um, that where fantasy owners have got to look to start to maybe – cut bait with some of those star players and realize that maybe you made unworthy uh, and unjustified investments and look to cut bait with some of the star
1: talent because they may be dragging your fantasy team down as you fight for the playoffs. A lot of times the players that you draft back in August are not the players that you get in October. Do not hold on to what you draft. It's time to move forward. Let's get ready to build a hop into some buy or sell. And when this is like, we got a little bit more of a waiver wire flavor to it today. I would also want to know the percentage of fab you'd be willing to spend on the player if you are buying. So I start with Broncos wide receiver Tim Patrick.
0: Yeah, 113 yards in week four, 101 yards in week six. Had the bye week in between 15 targets, 10 catches during that time. Two weeks, uh, two of the last three weeks, he scored a touchdown. I'd probably throw 7% down on uh, down on Tim Patrick if I need a receiver. Cortland Sutton's not coming back, guys. I mean, he's done. So it's Jerry Judy's Tim Patrick. And if Noah fan gets healthy uh, that those are the Broncos
1: options. You know, it's interesting that you say that bill, I'm gonna stick with you right here before I get to Frankie. What is Cortland Sutton's dynasty value now? Yeah, he's still a,
0: a young dominant wide receiver. We, we've, we've seen him dominate um, in, in last season. Uh, he was really, really good last year. If you, if you had him, you know, you were banking on his 1100 yards, six touchdowns. I think he had. So, I, was, I had high hopes for him this year. He's only 25 years old. Uh, I think the Broncos' offense, their team, is on a rise. I, I believe in Drew Locke. I think Cortland Sutton's still a really good dynasty stash. Definitely a top 20 wide receiver.
1: All right, uh, Frankie, Tim, Patrick, you buying or selling? If you buying, what percentage of your fab you using to acquire? I'm buying, but I'm not using probably seven percent. I think that's a little bit too high for me
2: right now in overall in terms of his value. I do believe. I listen. I, one of the things that I important, you know, I look at and stands out to me the most is the fact that he has 15 targets over his last two games. And as you guys both alluded to, you know, without Cortland Sutton being in this offense, it's going to really matter. And obviously, with uh, Drew Locke being back, it didn't matter because they they seem to be, you know, Patrick still eight and went over 100 yards receiving for the second consecutive week. But as I always do, I try to look ahead. And- at some of the matchups that are coming up as well I do love his week 9 and his week 10 matchups against the Atlanta Falcons and the Raiders secondary, uh, the Dolphins are a little bit sketchy, but then once we want to look at that those playoff matchups coming into weeks 14, 15, and 16, he does have a trip down to Carolina that uh, you know, I'm not really sure how favorable that will be, Buffalo, that will be a, probably a little bit of, uh, more of a difficult uh, task for him, as well as the Chargers so his playoff matchups for me are a little bit concerning, I think that he can be useful if you can get him on the cheap or the waiver wire uh using some of your fab money, I would be use, looking to use a little bit less because I think he is a guy that you can use in the weeks ahead. But I'm worried about and concerned about how much and how trustworthy he'll be for me to actually spend a lot of that money or a lot of my fab money on a player I may not trust come playoff time.
1: Either, uh Bill, the comparisons to des Bryant were plenty for Mike Williams coming into the NFL. We have not seen that as of yet, but he's starting to show some. He's shown flashes at times. It's a guy that people are picking up on the waiver wire this week. If he's out there, he's he's owned and he's he's um not owned in a, more leagues than I thought he would be. What do you think of Mike Williams? You buying or selling? I, I think he had his best,
0: probably the best game of his career against the Saints. 109 yards and two touchdowns. I, I'm buying. If I know Keenan Allen's going to be out an extended period of time, I'm probably not interested in Mike Williams as much with a healthy Keenan Allen on the squad. Uh, Josh uh, Justin Herbert has been playing incredible. He is targeting a lot of different wide receivers, and I think that is really going to hurt Mike Williams in the long run. Only because Herbert does go to a lot. I think he has. I think he's leading the league actually in how many different players he's thrown a touchdown to. Um, but we saw the we saw what happened with Mike Williams when Keenan Allen was out. So if Allen's not playing, then Mike Williams
1: certainly gets a boost. What do you think about Mike Williams, Frankie?
2: I actually like Mike Williams over Tim Patrick in terms of spending, in terms of fab money this week. I, I, I Listen, you guys highlighted it already. You stole a little bit of thunder talking about his career game effort against the Saints. I mean, he looked like an all-world player, and I'm actually very bullish on uh, Justin Herbert going forward as well. I think that you know, there's fantasy players that would be served looking to maybe cut bait even on a guy like Cam Newton or even a guy like uh, – even for argument's sake, uh, you know, looking at maybe even Daniel Jones, who a lot of people were high on, and trying Yuck. to gra- and trying to grab a guy like Justin Herbert right now because he's putting up prolific numbers. And once again, as we highlighted previously with Patrick, I love the matchups of Mike Williams, as Bill alluded to. If Keenan Allen wasn't out, talk about matchups, guys. In weeks 14, 15, and 16, the Atlanta Falcons, the Raiders in their stadium here in the Dome, in week fifteen and then week sixteen against the Denver Broncos, I love all three of those uh, possibilities because those secondaries, all three of those, rank among the worst in the NFL in the bottom ten each of them right now against the pass. So I would be looking to invest in Mike Williams if he is currently available on your waiver
1: wire. Bill, before the season started, one of the hotly the hot commodities in fantasy football, a lot of guys, a lot of people was talking about was Baltimore Ravens wide receiver Marquise Brown. We haven't seen the breakout from Marquise Brown that we that we thought we were going to see so far this season. I mean, remember coming into the season, it was Calvin Ridley and it was Marquise Brown. Ridley has popped. Brown is not. You buying or selling. I'm probably buying on Marquise Brown only because you would be buying
0: him at a at a low value right yeah. now. Um you're right, Corey. I think a lot of people had high expectations for him. If you drafted him in the fourth round, fifth round, you're probably getting frustrated. And when fantasy managers get frustrated, they do dumb things like trading away Marquise Brown for peanuts. So those are the, those are the kind of trades I'm looking to make uh, as we head into week
1: seven. Would you agree with that, Frankie?
2: Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, once again, I, you have to be paying attention to the targets as well. You're talking about a guy who has seen no less than six targets in his last – in every single game this season. You know, he did have 10 targets in week five against the Bengals, to eight targets in week four against the Redskins. And I love his matchup potential as well, once again, going forward and looking at the playoff potential. Because if we look right now, we know that the Tennessee Titans are right on their heels, and so are the uh, Kansas City Chiefs in terms of seeding. So there'll be no resting of the Baltimore Ravens star players in the in the final weeks of the season, as a lot of Fanny Jones, you know, nervously look ahead towards that, uh, you know, the, the playoffs and their own fantasy playoffs worried that some of these players could be rested for the actual playoffs of the NFL playoffs. And the Ravens don't look like they'll be doing that because the Titans and the chiefs and them and the Ravens will all probably be jockeying for that first or second round, uh, you know, first seed or second overall seed and getting a buy in the first round of the NFL playoffs. And if we look at the, that, those playoff matches at Cleveland, like home against Jacksonville, home against the Giants, sign me up for Marquise Brown. Anybody that's willing to trade him to you right now, guys, jump in, because this guy has too much of a target share not to be able to get the production that you're looking for, especially come crunch time.
1: Baltimore Ravens also got to worry about the Pittsburgh Steelers, who look like they are back and legit right now. I right, Bill, in a shocking move this week, almost as if Adam Gase was still in charge. Hmm. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins pulled Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's been playing very well, but is now it is time to start the Tua Vailoa era in Miami. What do you think about Tua buying or selling? I was just as shocked
0: <clears throat> as the move as you were. So was Ryan Fitzpatrick. He basically said it broke his heart, and that's a direct quote. Uh, he, quote was, I basically got fired yesterday. My, t- my day today consisted of Zoom meetings listening to the guy who fired me and being in a spaced-out room listening to the guy who replaced me. So Fitzpatrick is showing some feelings. He's feeling some type of way about getting benched because he has been playing well. The Dolphins are 3-3. Three and three. From a fantasy perspective, I don't really know if you need to go after Tua at this point. I know Fitzpatrick has been playing well, but I don't know if Tua has that same skill set just yet. I wouldn't be surprised if we do see Ryan Fitzpatrick again, at some point this season, we
1: saw Joe Burrow do well. We've seen Justin Herbert do well. Frankie, do you think that tour it joins the rest of the rookie quarterback class and gets out there and gets start and become, gets his starts and become fantasy relevant? <sighs>
2: It's tough for me to really say. I mean, I don't know if I'm really re- willing to cut bait right now because of the COVID-19 situation, and we see a lot of quarterbacks as West, with buys as well. I'm not so sure I really want to cut bait with any of those players because if you're going to be looking to use uh, Tua as your starting quarterback, I don't even believe that a lot of people were even starting Ryan yeah. Fitzpatrick, even with the num- the prolific numbers he was putting up. So I find it difficult for me to say that I would be investing in Tua at this point um, because I'm going to have to be cutting bait with a either one of my quarterbacks that I actually believe in going forward or a guy that, you know, at one of the skill position players and, you know, going forward right now with all the injuries and the COVID-19 situation, that would, you know, that seems like it's it's a too much of an ask. I'm not in a lot of leagues. I'm, I'm carrying two quarterbacks when normally, guys, I don't carry two, two quarterbacks because of the fact that I just don't believe in it. If you have a star quarterback you have a guy I believe in, I just want to roll with them and then when bye weeks come up, that's when I usually make the move to have a, 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 you know, a guy that I can plug and play for that particular week. But right now, unfortunately, I'm already carrying two quarterbacks because you never know from week to week if one of your quarterbacks is going to be announced out due to COVID or if the game is going to be postponed or moved due to COVID uh, reasons right now so for me I would actually say I'm passing on Tua because I just don't have enough roster capability in other normal fantasy years I would be looking to invest in in Tua in fantasy in dynasty leagues obviously everybody is looking forward to it um, because the kid's got immense ability
1: and he has the opportunity to go on a team that's ascending in the right direction Bull Market Fantasy brought to you by DraftKings. Don't forget SI Fantasy Plus for your season-long fantasy football leagues and SI Fantasy Pro for DFS in sports betting. Time to talk about plays for the rest of the season. Frankie, I'll start with you. Got a couple tight ends I want to talk about. Who would you rather have the rest of the season, your guy Trey Burton or Dallas Goddard?
2: Yeah, as everyone knows, I was all over Trey Burton. I picked him up in the Fantasy Football World Championships in several uh, leagues last week for a dollar and went and got him, you know, for that price, which I was shocked at. And he came through, you know, showing that he's probably going to be the tight end to own. And we know Philip Rivers loves to target tight ends. Uh, we can, all we have to do is go back to his history, looking at, you know, what he's done over his career, utilizing that position. And, but for me, guys, if I had to choose right now because of the injury to Carson Wentz, when Dallas Gordett is actually able to get back on the field and get healthy himself, I think he would be definitely the court, the tight end that you would want between these two here. I think he'll be more of the focal point of that offense. He'll be a reliable receiver. Carson Wentz, you know, guys, a lot of people have given up on him, and I wrote about it this week uh, over in uh, when we were talking about the uh, droppable section over at uh, Sports Illustrated Fantasy. And, you know, I believe that Carson Wentz is a guy that if, he, if somebody did give up on him, you're gonna to want to get him back in there. He's putting up prolific numbers. And guys, we you know, sneakily, he's at he actually has added four rushing touchdowns as well. But when uh Dallas Goddard gets back on the on the field with no Zach Ertz, sign me up all day over over Trey Burton.
1: You think that's pretty easy, got it over Burton?
0: Uh, no, for, I i actually prefer Goddard. Um
1: that's what I'm hard. saying.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, I thought Frankie was going on a tangent about how good, how uh, amazing he was because he picked up Burton for a dollar in uh, all the fantasy football world
1: championship leagues.
2: You fell asleep. You weren't listening.
1: <laughs> I was. Did you not say that? He went yeah. back and forth with it. He talked about the guy to pick up and how smart he was. Then he went on to say that Dallas got would be the guy with Zach Ertz out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I felt I stopped listening after the, the ridiculous comment. Oh, I'm so I'm, look at me. I picked up Trent Burton for a dollar. I got him in the fantasy football world championships. He scored two touchdowns. Oh now he's on a bye. Okay. So listen, the Colts, they have three tight ends. Mo Alley Cox is still involved. They still have uh Dallas not Dallas. I was gonna say Dallas Clark. That's wow. been a while they had Dallas Clark. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and man who was the quarterback Dallas Clark wow that's a throwback yeah that might uh, yeah, have been the
2: last time Bill Bill Enrights won a fantasy league when Dallas Clark. oh, was oh,
0: oh. <laughs> look at that <laughs> shots fired <clears throat> the just kidding, is, just kidding just the, po- the point is that I, I agree with Frankie that Dallas uh, Dallas Goddard is the better play here only because with Zach Ertz not there the Eagles have nobody I mean, they really have Travis Fulgham is their top wide receiver right now. Don't give me this nonsense about the Sean Jackson coming back in week seven. Alshon Jeffrey was cleared two weeks ago. He didn't play one week because of an illness. He's not playing this week, his shoulder or his foot. He's up there with AJ Green that they just lost
1: interest about playing football now. All right, let's get back. Philadelphia Eagles for our boy Kramer. Next one, rest of the season, Frankie. Jalen Rieger. Or James Washington, Jalen Rieger should be back uh next week.
2: I actually like Rieger, uh, you know, because James Washington does look like he has potential, but there's just too many mouths to feed in that offense right now. We know that with Chase Claypool, you know, emerging right now. And, and you know, uh, listen, I talked about it as well on Dropables. Juju Smith-Schuster is a guy that I think a lot of fantasy owners should finally cut bait with. So, but James Washington to me, guys, is, is hit or miss. He's going to be a guy that's going to put you up, You know, maybe he'll find the end zone and then he might go two games without finding the end zone and put up, you know, like two for 25, three for 40 in that range where Jalen Rager has an opportunity because of the lack of skill position players on that Philadelphia Eagle team. And because that defense is such a mess right now. Game script is probably going to demand that Carson Wentz is going to be putting up the ball, you know, a lot. And we know, Corey, that unfortunately playing in that NFC least division, you know, against the Giants and, you know, and the Dallas Cowboys, as well as the Washington football team playing against those secondaries. You know, I think that Jalen Riga has the potential and the opportunity to put up some solid numbers in his rookie campaign when he's finally
1: able to get healthy and
2: get back on the field.
1: He should be getting back out there in the next 10 days or so, Bill, Jalen Riga or James Washington. I think I'm going to take Jalen Rieger for the same reason why I said Dallas
0: Cotter, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles don't have anyone to target right now. And they drafted him in the first round. They probably kind of wishing they drafted Jeff- Justin Jefferson, who went to pick after Jalen Rieger. But uh, he's got that thumb issue, the same kind of thumb injury that banged up Drew Brees for about four or five games uh, in 2019. I-, I think it's
1: worth getting him
0: now. You stay ahead of the game and this way you're not playing catch up.
1: Yeah, I think so too, Jalen Riga. He's probably a real sneaky ad right now on the Wave of because I know he's out there. I've seen him in uh, some NFF season, and when he gets out there, he has a chance to take over and be that top guy. not that top guy, would definitely be a part of that, of that offense and that passing game moving forward. Running back situation, Frankie, in Los Angeles has been a headache all season with Darryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown, and the young man Cam Akers. I ask you right now, who would you rather have, Darryl Henderson or Justin Jackson?
2: Wow, it's a real tough one for me, honestly. I mean, it, it's like splitting hairs here. I'm really impressed with the work that Daryl Henderson is putting in, but I'm worried about when Cam Akers gets healthy. Does he actually, you know, find a way to assimilate himself into this uh, offense and carve out a role in this Rams offense? Because we know that, you know, obviously being a rookie, he's a little bit behind schedule after suffering that injury that's kept him, you know, out of the lineup uh, for a majority of this early part of this 2020 campaign. But Justin Jackson, right now, guys. With Austin Eckler being out, he looks like the guy to own in that offense. So for me, if I know that Eckler is probably going to still continue to be out, I would lean towards Eckler. I would just, excuse me, towards Jackson because of Eckler's injury. But Henderson right now, I absolutely love what's going on, but it's real close for me. I don't know if Bill has a real strong opinion. Maybe he has a stronger, you know, chance on those uh, between those two guys for me. But if I had to lean, I would probably go towards uh, ju- just, just Justin Jackson just because of the injury to Eckler. And I'm worried about whether he actually even makes it back in time to be have a fantasy impact.
1: They say maybe about a month still left to go for Austin Eckler. We don't know what the situation, Bill. Every week it seems like it's different with that Rams backfield. Been one of the major headaches in fantasy this year. But this is a close one, like Frankie said. What's your opinion, Justin Jackson or Daryl Henderson? I, I just read a report saying that
0: Eckler's coming back later rather than sooner. Um, that gave Justin yeah. Jackson a little bit of a um, some hope in, in kind of hanging on to that role a little bit longer than usual. But I kind of like what Daryl Henderson's been doing. I mean, yeah, it's it's a little confusing hearing that Cam Akers is going to get more involved, but then we don't see him on the field. And I'm just going to based on what I've been seeing. And that's Henderson rushing for 88 yards last week. 38 yards and a touchdown the week before that. So as long as he stays in that 14 to 18 touch range, he produces. And he's producing really quality fantasy stats, but he has to get those attempts.
1: Brandon Cooks is one of these ultimate fantasy hybrid type players. He's on your bench and he has to game him his career, Frankie. You put him in your lineup and he is a, a dud, 3 for 33 or something like that. But we're seeing a little bit of consistency coming out of Cooks. Uh, what do you think, Cooks or Devontae Parker? Mind you, Parker has a rookie quarterback now.
2: Yeah, and that was, that's what makes me lean towards uh, Cooks here because of the fact that it looks like Brandon Cooks was maybe held back by Bill O'Brien. Well, he didn't want to play for Bill O'Brien. Maybe he was trying to play, you know, um, you know, trying to make sure that he got fired. I have no idea. But my God, talk about the production that he's put in the two, you know, out fourth and in, in these two games since Bill O'Brien is out of the, you know, out of the picture and off off the sidelines for the Houston Texans. You're talking about twenty-one targets, seventeen receptions, you know, consecutive games, finding the end zone. Brandon Cooks right now with Deshaun Watson. We know we have the more reliable, more of the star. Uh, Accomplished quarterback and Deshaun Watson tossing them the rock. So for me, Devontae Parker is a fade because of Tua, and I actually believe that you know over the course of the time of the you know I wouldn't be surprised. If Preston Wilson uh, – Preston Williams, excuse me, not Preston Willi- Wilson, the guy that used to play baseball for the Marlins. apologize there. But Pre- Devontae Parker, I actually believe, may even take a back seat to Preston Williams, who maybe has more of a rapport with Tua because the guys, you know, seem to work a little bit harder off to the sideline, you know, after practice. I read reports that they were linking up, you know, at times when Tua was trying to get ready as opposed to Devontae Parker, who, you know, he, we guys, we already know he got paid and got that contract. So he's not looking to maybe put in – some of that extra uh, work ethic off the field, you know, with Tua. So maybe he doesn't have the rapport or the instant connection that maybe Preston Williams will have. But for me here, I don't know about Bill, but for me I think it's Brandon Cooks all day.
1: What do you think, Bill? Brandon Cooks, I never really trust him fantasy-wise. I know he's coming off of back-to-back games. Parker's got a tough situation too. We don't know how the connection with Tua is going to be, but Parker's kind of changed his attitude in the past couple of seasons. What do you think about these two wide receivers? Who would you rather have? It's funny,
0: I've never trusted either of these wide receivers in fantasy. Parker Uh has been such a big letdown throughout the first three and a half years of his career. Uh, Sure, he had a a solid 2019 season, so off to a good start here in 2020. Brandon Cooks is another guy. He's hit or miss. He's boom or bust. Uh, You're frustrated when he's in your starting lineup because he gets three points, and you're frustrated when he's on your bench because he gets 27. So gun to my head, if I have to choose one, I will go with Devontae Parker. He does offer a little bit more consistency, but then you bring in the quarterback situation and that could throw a big wrench in the plans too.
1: Michael Fabiano, start or sit is live each and every week starting on Wednesday morning on sifantasy.com. It is time now to see if we are fading Mr. Fabiano when it comes to his DraftKings plays. Now, we're going with the quarterback position, Bill. I tell you what, nobody speaks highly of Ryan Tannehill as Michael Fabiano does. He is saying that Michael Fabiano is a start. On DraftKings this week versus the Steelers, price tag is $6,200. Are you fading Michael Fabiano?
0: Seven touchdowns in his last two games. I love what he has now that A.J. Brown is healthy. Uh, I'd like to see Johnny Smith healthy, but we saw Fersker have a really good game against the Texans. I think this is going to be a battle in Pittsburgh. I know their defense is really good, and the Titans are without their left tackle, Taylor Lewan. And Pittsburgh has no problem getting after the quarterback, especially with a backup left tackle. But I'm expecting a lot of points. And I think the odds makers at DraftKings are expecting a lot of points, too, if you look at the over-under. So I will will join Michael Fabiano in uh, signing up with Ryan Tannehill as one of my quarterbacks in DFS.
1: What do you think, Frankie? You fading fabs on Ryan Tannehill? No, I don't think I can
0: right now. I think that Tannehill's, you know, impressing everyone
2: on a week-to-week basis. You know, you're talking about a guy who's had three-plus touchdowns, guys, in what I, I believe it's. Three out of his six games, or as uh, three out of his five games that he's played, he's had th- three or more touchdown passes. I can't, f- I can't fade uh, Ryan Tannehill here. I think that the for the, yep. uh, I think it's going to be difficult for. Uh, Derek Henry to put up that rushing those rushing yards that we saw last week against this Steelers defense, and I think that's going to make them go to the air more. And with AJ Brown back on the field, talk about a difference maker. That kid is an absolute star at the wide receiver position. And even though we lost John Johnu Smith, I think Ryan Tannehill will continue to put up solid numbers. And I I agree with Fabs. I'm not fading him here. I'm I'm backing Ryan Tannehill this week.
1: Teddy Bridgewater goes back to the New Orleans, goes back to, uh, Teddy Bridgewater goes to the dome in New Orleans this week. New Orleans Saints gave him a chance after that injury. He went out there and he performed well and plays for Drew Brees last year. Michael Fabiano has him as a start this week on DraftKings versus those Saints. Drew Brees, I mean, excuse me, Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers versus the New Orleans Saints. $5,800 is the price tag. Are you fading fabs in a revenge games for? Teddy Bridgewater.
0: Yeah, I am going to fade him here. <clears throat> the price is right. 5800 bucks for Bridgewater. Not bad at all. Uh, you, there's one or two narratives to buy into here, right? You can either buy into the Bridgewater revenge game or you can buy into the narrative that the Saints spent their bye week trying to fix up that defense, remember what they do well, get after the quarterback, and have their defensive backs play incredible um, incredible defense on the opposing wide receivers. So I'm buying into the narrative that the Saints got better over their bye week. Bridgewater, we saw what happens when he plays against a tough defense like he did against the Bears. He just had 11 points. So even though I do like the price, I'm not liking uh, the expected production out of the Panthers' passer this weekend. All
1: right, what do we think, Frankie? Teddy Bridgewater going back down to NOLA to take on the New Orleans Saints. you like him on DraftKings this weekend, or are you fading fabs?
2: I'm going to be fading fabs. I'm actually in agreement with Bill here, and I think that it actually becomes also because I think that if any team – is going to have a history or really know what Bridgewater's tendencies are and what his limitations are since coming back from the injury, it would be the Saints because they saw him a lot in practice. They know what was really going on, especially when he took over for a couple of games, you know, when when he came into the lineup uh, due to the injury to uh, Drew Brees. Uh, you know, so I, I actually believe that it's a detriment to actually going back and playing this the Saints this week, and the odds makers believe that as well. Having the Saints as a more than touchdown favorite at home to take care of the Carolina Panthers, and I think this is a spot where you know that I think they're going to actually miss having Christian McCaffrey here. And guys, as 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 good as Bridgewater has played in several games and rewarded. Uh, players, you know, for his week four and week five outings against the Cardinals and the Falcons. We also got to remember he's had one or less touchdowns in three of his six games this year. Mm. So that that scares me right there and, you know, as Bill alluded to, his game against the Bears was not a good one when he went up against a better defense and the Saints are going to be coming off the bar. They're going to be rested. They're going to be healthier and I believe that Bridgewater is probably a fade this week because I'm worried about how much potential. I don't believe that I actually like the prop bet that Teddy Bridgewater goes under one and a half touchdown passes in this matchup.
1: Interesting prop bet, right? They need to jot that one down, as my guy Lenny Melnick would say, etch that on your kitchen table. All right, Kyle Allen versus the Dallas Cowboys. 5200 dollars is the price tag. The football team may score 60 points this week, Bill. Are you fading fabs?
0: Uh I I, <laughs> I want to pick Kyle Allen for my for my DFS team, but the last time he did, Jalen Ramsey knocked him out in like the first quarter and then ended up with you know eight points and then Kramer yelled at me. So I don't know if I want <laughs> I don't know if I want to go back down that road with Kyle Allen even though the the matchup is fantastic against the Cowboys. We've seen what every quarterback except Daniel Jones has been able to do against them. I I am not I'm going to fade fabs here. I'm not going to use Kyle Allen.
1: What do you think, Frankie? Can you fade fabs on this one?
0: Hmm, I'm gonna go against Bill here. I'm actually gonna back
2: Kyle Allen because I think that that Dallas Cowboy defense is just absolutely a mess right now. I don't know what I saw last night. I mean, there was there was guys running free. Kenyon Drake looked like uh, Tony Dorsett, you know, or uh, Walter Payton <laughs> in some of those. I mean, I- I'll be honest. You know, between the three of us, we're probably running like a ten five forty right now. So, but I think that in that hole in that late, <laughs> that Kenyan Drake ran through, I think one of us three, if not all of us three, might be able to actually hit our heads on the goalpost on that you know on that particular play that Kenyon Drake scored on because you got to fit the Andrea Doria through that hole. But it, it just looked like I, I listen. I, I can't fade Fabs here because Kyle Allen. I don't care who it is. I mean, you could have Browning Nagel. You could have a guy that you know <laughs> that was wow Browning Nagel. You could have someone that couldn't hit the right side of a barn You know, guys, and and right now they look like they could put up 20 fantasy points on a weekly basis against this Cowboy defense. So for me, Kyle Allen, a lot of bettors are looking to back them as well as we've seen this point spread here in Vegas and as well as over at DraftKings Sportsbook flip right now from the Cowboys being three-point favorites to now being a one-point dog. So there's a lot of love right now in the betting world for the Redskins, and I believe that lends credence to a guy like Kyle Allen being efficient and putting up – Decent solid numbers in DFS against one of the worst secondaries, if not the worst secondary, but I don't want to say they're the worst because we still have the New York Jets. So I'll put them, I'll put the Cowboys as the second worst uh defense right now and secondary in the NFL behind the New York Jets. Did
0: you, did you drop an I, Andrea uh, did, an Andrea Doria reference? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Some of us guy have history. We know what we know what we know what's happened. You know, this this is how clueless you are. Instead of saying like the Titanic or like a Mack truck or a 747. You go with a 1956 Andrea Dory ship out of Italy that was carrying 1,200 passengers, 500 people on the crew, and a capsize. I didn't know what the
1: hell you were talking about. I had to look it up. Well, so okay. he's, he's, no, listen. This is how, this is how great Frankie's, Frankie is, though. He drops that Titanic reference. In the same sentence, he calls Washington. Did you know what skins? Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> dear. Oh, dear. I did it again.
2: I did it again. Well, oh, it's, 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 not, it's not my fault. Back when the
0: Andrea Doria was actually relevant, the, that team was known as something else. It's, it's funny because uh, Corey and I did a video today on the new names for, for Washington. And I said, we there's plenty of options.
1: Corey said, hey, just give them the football team. Let's keep them calling the football team. I've been calling them the football team for years. You know, since I when I first started working in this industry, one of my first assignments was covering the football team, and uh, I remember I did the first hit, and the, and and and, and, the, and the, the guy who was hosting it was like, "Don't call him that. Call him the football team." And I've been doing that for almost like a decade now. All right, just head over to the DraftKings sports book. Talk a little bit early about Tua Tug of Viloa. Beginning, uh, Getting his chance to become the Dolphins starting quarterback this week. I want to get some updated rookie of the year odds. Frankie, I'll start with you on this one. Right now, we have seen a switch. Justin Herbert is actually the favorite on the DraftKings Sportsbook at plus 125. Joe Burrow is now plus 200. Justin Jefferson at plus 700. And Tua at plus 850.
2: Yeah, I can't say that I disagree with the move for me right now. If I had to make a choice and I was one of the people that was voting on it right now, Justin Herbert would be my Rookie of the Year. I am totally impressed by this kid right now. I know that Joe Burrow has put up some solid numbers in his own right, but for me, it's a two-horse race. We know that this market is predominantly going to go to a you know a you know a quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 going to go there. So it's going to come down to one of those two you know players, unless somehow. And I don't see it, but unless Tua comes in and lights the world on fire and leads the Dolphins to a playoff spot and maybe even a possibility of an AFC East divisional crown, then I could see that. But for me right now, I love the way that this kid is fl- slinging the ball right now, and I think that Justin Herbert is, is a deserving favorite right now. And for me, if I had to make a choice, it would be going you know towards the uh, Chargers signal caller right now.
1: Bill, uh, Herbert is now the favorite. You got Burrow coming in at 2-1. to one. And also, Justin Jefferson moves into this third slot. Like like Frankie said, this is primarily a quarterback award. It'll be tough for Jefferson to win this award. he would have to break some kind of touchdown record. I don't know if that can happen this year. What do you think right now? Is the Herbert the guy?
0: No, no one wants that action on Brandon Ayuk at plus 10,000. <laughs> I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 I do think if Justin Her- – I think it's going to come down to, we know it's going to be a quarterback, right? Justin Jefferson's having a great season, but it's going to be a quarterback. I'm throwing two out. Um, Even Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, now that Le'Veon Bell is there, plus 1,100, that to me is not even that attractive. So Herbert or 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 Burrow, it's going to come down one of those two. I really think that if the Bengals start winning some games, and they might beat the Browns this weekend, that we'll see Burrow climb back over Justin Herbert. I know Herbert's been playing incredible, or incredibly, but, I think the Bengals might end up with some more wins down the stretch and that could catapult burrow back up to being the favorite. So you might want to lock in burrow now at plus 200.
1: Yeah. I think that might be a good idea right there because like I said, it's going to go back and forth. I wouldn't be surprised if we see next week this time, you never know Joe burrow could be the favorite. And then you can hop in on that. It'll be interesting race down the stretch of that one right there. All right, let's get ready to get up out of here. Don't forget SI fantasy plus and SI fantasy pro is how you win in 2020 for my man, Bill Enright and Frankie Fastax. Corey Pawson, the fantasy executive. Bull Market Fantasy. We are out.